Here's a 2 2. And that's hit in the air deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. A three run home run for Josh Donaldson. And it's a 3 to 1 Blue Jays lead. Now, another Astros podcast. First home run given up by Fires in over 45 innings. Couldn't have come at a worse time. Been playing with fire, if you will, all game. A lot of base runners, a lot of walks, a hit batter this inning, and finally gets burned as Donaldson, former MVP, hits his ninth home run of the year. 2 0. This was lifted. Deep left field. Is Springer going to get there? No, he's not. A moonshot for Tula Whiskey. It's a three run job. 7 1 lead for the Toronto Blue Jays. And Tula Winsky absolutely sent a missile out to left center. And Devo, he's just struggled to throw strikes here. More balls than strikes in his 24 pitches. You talk about it with this Blue Jays team. Struggle to score runs, and Lester hitting the home run. Well, they've got two three run homers today. 1 0. And that's hit high in the air to right. This is playable for Batista. Waiting for it to come down, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Toronto Blue Jays taken two of the first three games of this series as they defeat the Houston Astros by a final of 7-2. And welcome back to Toronto as the Astros get set to take on the Blue Jays and wrap up the first half. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno like we are every Sunday and the uh, first half ending today Jeff and uh, Astros sending a club record six All-Stars to Miami and one of those just got named a couple of days ago, uh, Chris Davinsky. And, I mean, just quite a story, obviously, with the, what he's been able to do, not just this year, but really the, the last year and a half, a guy who wasn't on the radar for a lot of people before this. He has been incredible. This is a guy that wasn't really expected to be on our team at the beginning of last year, made the team, and, and basically has been a, a key part of our, the, our pitching staff ever since. And he's played a lot of different roles, been in the middle, been towards the end of the game, started a few games. Uh, he's got a, one of the best change-ups in baseball and a good arsenal and definitely deserving. It's so hard for a reliever to get into the All-Star game. Usually they're maybe guys that are, are closers or guys that are picked because their team needs a representative. So for him to be added as a sixth guy is a huge testament to what he's been able to accomplish. And 2015 going into the Rule 5 draft after the 2015 season, you had a lot of prospects that you wanted to protect, uh, uh, maybe two, a lot more prospects than you had spots on the roster. Chris Davinsky was one of the guys you didn't protect, so anybody could have picked him in the Rule 5 draft. Were you guys kind of sweating that out at the time? We were, because he had appeared in the National League in the, in the, in the uh, AAA championship game and it pitched really well, and we were, were a little bit worried about it, but we felt there was a gamble we had to take and fortunately worked out for us. And I've had a lot of executives across the industry say, I can't believe you guys left him unprotected. But I will say he exceeded our expectations, obviously, or we wouldn't have left him unprotected that draft. Jeff, a lot of the attention is going to go toward the trade deadline after this All-Star break. And I would imagine you guys have laid a lot of groundwork. Uh, are you starting to gear yourself uh, with, with, with the cushion that the Astros have right now toward possible playoff matchups on who you might want to try to bolster this lineup with it's a good question and certainly we don't want to assume anything we still have half a season in front of us and we want to make sure that we get over the finish line and win the division that's the first goal mm-hmm. but assuming we do that and things obviously look okay right now as far as that's concerned we do want to look at what, what how we match up against teams that we might face in the playoffs teams like the cleveland indians and so far we haven't matched up well against them yeah teams like the red sox teams like the yankees and other teams that might make it to a, a, a championship series or a division series against us so 
it's definitely something we think about. It's something we're considering. And if we make any trades, it'll certainly be considered of those possible matchups. Uh, Colin McHugh making his third minor league rehab start tomorrow, uh, pitching for Corpus Christi and uh, getting closer to returning. Haven't seen him at all this year. Uh, it, and I know, obviously, he has to get through the rehab start and, and, and see from there. But uh, is the hope that uh, maybe one more or two more rehab starts after this third one? Yeah, well, this one is uh, important because he'll be pitching five innings and getting closer to the pitch count that we're going to need him to accomplish. Sort of like the third outing in spring training. Uh, he'll come back and work out with the team on Thursday uh, prior to us starting the second half, and then we'll make a determination at that point whether he needs another rehab starter too. My guess is he probably will, but he's getting closer. The stuff looks crisp, and he's feeling good, and those are all of the indicators we're looking for. And as some of those starters start to trickle back in there, as Charlie Morton just did this last week, you're going to have to make a decision. It sounds like on Martes and Musgrove, a couple of guys that uh, might be on the, the outer edges of this rotation going in. Yeah, well, it's a good problem to have for us. Fires has been pitching well, so he uh, deserves to stay in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Musgrove came back, and even though he gave up some runs there in Atlanta, I was behind home plate sitting with the scouts, and they were all telling me that they thought this was his best outing of the year in terms yeah. of how he was using his stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. And Martez, I think, with his electric 94 to 98 and, and his slider, he's a guy that could easily slide into the bullpen. So it's it's a good issue to have. We're going to okay. need the starter depth. We know in the second half it's not one of those things that magically clears up and then you have no injuries the second half. We're expecting some downtime. Um, so we're going to need these guys that are able to step up. But probably both of those guys, chance they, they go into the bullpen at some point. Joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno. Well, the uh, international signing period has started, started uh, uh, earlier this week. And um, a little different signing period for you because uh, going over last year the bonus pool that limits uh, how much you can sign guys for can't sign guys for uh, more than 300,000 I believe is for the next this signing period and the next one as well so does it change kind of your philosophy and your, your scouting philosophy in, in Latin America in terms of what guys you're able to bring in since you can't spend quite as much it does we're still going to spend a lot of money but it's going to be a lot of smaller bets instead of some big bets and I think it changes the way you scout and the way you look at players and fortunately we've got some really good scouts and uh, we made a lot of signings ready for this signing period, and a lot of them were maxing out at 300000 which is the most we can spend. Mm. So we might have got, I mean, we've already spent uh, well over a million bucks, close to $2 million in international talent for this draft class. Rather than putting it all in one guy, we put it in, you know, six, seven, eight, nine guys. And I think uh, that may be the way to go in Latin America. If all these guys are 16 anyway, and you're, you're taking a gamble, Oz and his crew have done a tremendous job there. Jeff, the, the Futures game is tonight in Miami ahead of the All-Star game, and Last year, we got to see Musgrove. We got to see Alex Bregman, who later on contributed to the, the major league team. It's pretty exciting to see three guys with Fisher, Kyle Tucker, and Jordan Alvarez participating in that game and see how they stack up against the world's best. It's great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching that tonight. And if you think about it, you know, we have a very right-handed lineup in the big leagues, which is why we went out and got Reddick uh-huh. this offseason. But Fisher, uh Jordan Alvarez and Tucker, all three left-handed bats with power. Fisher's got 21 home runs on the year. Jordan has 11, and Tucker has 17. And we know Tucker and Fisher can play center field, all three outfield positions. So it's a pretty exciting crew. I think it gives us a lot to be uh, looking forward to, not only today to watch them, but in the future. I want to ask you about another guy I could see in the future, uh, Rogelio Armenteros getting up to double-A, to or from double-A to triple-A Fresno. And his first two triple-A starts have been really good, gave up a run over six innings uh, uh, in yesterday's uh, doubleheader for, for Fresno. And obviously you guys have to be pretty pleased with the progress he's made since you signed him. 
We are, and I always know a, a player's getting close when AJ starts asking about him, and he's been asking about Armin Terros <laughs> recently. He's a 23-year-old right-handed Cuban pitcher, 6-1, and his fastball is 91 to 93. It's not doesn't blow you away, but he gets a lot of whiffs with it because of the action on it. Um, and his plus-plus pitch is his changeup. He gets a ton of swing and misses both inside and outside the zone. He's also got a slider and a curveball. Uh, he's got command of it all. So uh, this is a guy that we're happy he's in AAA. He's going to very quickly put himself in the conversation for the next guy to be called up to the big leagues if he continues to pitch the way he has. Jeff, it looks like you're ready to p- push Nick Hernandez pretty quickly. He came out of college last year, drafted out of the University of Houston, Nick Hernandez. Uh, so far as a professional in each of those levels, his ERA in, in compilation is under two. He's done a great job, and he made his first appearance in AA with Corpus Christi yesterday. What do you like about him? We, it's great. Anytime you get a player out of the draft, obviously a local uh, player is a fun thing to talk about, but mm-hmm. this is a good pitcher, and he's already made it up to AA in his first year, and he's got a good fastball, 90-93 with good movement. He's got a changeup, and he's got a sharp slider. That combination it's pretty powerful from a lot of relievers live on two pitches. He's got three pitches and he's, he's put up some pretty impressive numbers down in uh, high eight ball. He punched out well over a guy for inning and he didn't walk a bunch of guys for a reliever. That's really impressive. So excited to see what he can do in double a and uh, it's a guy that's definitely on the radar for the future. All right. Astros general manager, Jeff Luno. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me on guys. Here's the one, one shows bunt again, looks at a strike on the inside corner, one and two. Now, there's an article in the Pittsburgh post Gazette about what we were discussing last inning with the composition of the baseballs, if there's any difference to the texture, if it's wound tighter or if the ball's harder or whatnot. And league spokesman said that all recent test results have been within the specifications. The 1-2 to Carrera. Breaking ball down and in. Two balls and two strikes. There was a third-party consultant determined that, that there was no evidence that the ball has had any impact on offense in, in recent years. Backing that up was Commissioner Rob Manfred. Garrett Cole Pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates had a, a pretty funny comment on that. And now Carrera will step out. Cole said, I can just give you a political answer. He said, yes, these balls are different because they have Rob Manfred's signature and not Bud Selig's. Swing and a miss. Carrera down on strikes. And that's the sixth strikeout for Mike Fires. One away. Couldn't hit the ball with Rob Manfred's signature on at that time. It's changed. <laughs> it's definitely changed. I've got Joe Musgrove with me who... Joe, I thought you had an awesome game in Atlanta the other day. How good did you feel in that one? I felt really good um, all the way through. I mean, even into the fifth inning where I ran into some trouble, I was, you know, I was one strike away from getting out of that outing. And you know, going back and thinking about it, I, I pitch with a good rhythm and a good tempo. And especially when I'm locked in and dialed in, I tend to have a quick pace and throw a lot of strikes and challenge guys. And I think I got to a point there where I got a little too happy with the fastball. I had what I felt like was a put-away fastball that day. My velo was up a bit, and I felt really good with it. And against a guy like the pitcher, like Garcia, you know, he hadn't showed me that he was on it, but I think that's a situation where if I show him a spin there, I get out of that inning. You know? But at the same time, you don't want to spin a pitch and, and let him hit that in the gap when I felt like I had a good fastball. So I could play that back-and-forth game, you know, all I want, but I felt like my fastball was the way to go. I just didn't put it where I wanted to, you know. That's it, man. It's, just, it's all about location, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, the Joe and Devo show. When, when, when are we going to see the second installment of that? I don't know. I don't know, man. We we kind of fell behind on it. I went down for a bit, and I, my mind's kind of been elsewhere. But we were hoping to do one here. We wanted to do one up from the CN Tower and show a little bit. I love this city. I think the city's incredible. So. Yeah, me too. Well, what about Philadelphia? You guys go to Philadelphia in a couple of weeks. 
lot of the historical oh, liberty. Yeah. So that could be a cool one. That would be really cool. Yeah, I'd go there. My dad actually went to Philly when we were younger, and he came back, and for two weeks straight, I think we ate cheesesteaks every day. <laughs> so I'm excited to go out there and get a taste of a real cheesesteak in Philly. So maybe we'll have to do it out there. All right, speaking of Devo, yesterday he was named to the All-Star team. Uh, really happy for your buddy because you guys work out together in the offseason. I mean, it's well-deserved, but you got to be extra happy. Absolutely. You know, I've been with Devo for a couple years now, and seeing the transition he's made from 2012 when we first kind of met when we both were traded to the Astros till now is is unbelievable, you know, and it's day in and day out with him. You know, there's never a day off with that guy, and he just brings the same approach to the field every day from loving happy dude, so I couldn't be more happy for him. You too. I mean, for you, I mean, you work just as hard. You guys are, are shoulder by shoulder not only the offseason, in-season and, and everything, does it give you a little pause in your mind thinking, you know what, I, you know, he's your buddy, he's very talented, but you can do it too. Absolutely, you know, and I know I'm, I know I'm a, few, a few adjustments away from being in the situation that he's in. You know, I feel really good and I trust my stuff, you know, just as much as he does out there. You know, we both have a lot of confidence. So, um, you know, I'm, he's, he's, he's executing right now better than I am, which is the ultimate, you know, difference. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, the way we work together and, you know, the, the – you know, the effort that we put in every day is really what we rely on. When we go out there, I feel like we just compete and have fun, you know, but it's all of our work in between starts. So, you know, to see it pay off for him is really exciting. And, yeah, it's encouraging to know that, you know, I'll be right behind him. You guys sit down. I mean, I know it was a letdown type of a feeling, but you went out down there with a great attitude. Was there anything you wanted to change? Was it more mental or physical? Um, I think it was just trying to slow the game down, you know. Okay. You know, the big league level, you can work as hard as you want and put in as much effort, but ultimately it's about results, you know. Um, I just really wasn't producing, so that kind of gave me a chance to go down and, and not so much worry about having to put up good numbers, you know, on that start day. I get to go down and, and kind of reset my mind, get away from everything that's going on up here and kind of slow everything down and pick apart my delivery a little more and, um, you know, work with some of the guys that I saw in the minor leagues and played with that, you know, saw me day in and day out. And, you know, they a lot of, a lot of help from Centeno and Stassi and Dyer and, like I said, even guys up the middle like Brignac and Kemp, you know, even with, like, runners on second base, just runner control, little things like that, you know, everyone down there was really good for me. So it gave me a chance to kind of get out and get a different, fresh look on things. Robert and I were talking about during that broadcast when you were pitching against the Braves, you may not have pitched that well unless you went down and were able to reset. I felt like... Sometimes when you get in a rut, it's hard to get out of it unless you get away from that situation. You yeah. feel the same? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you know, just going down there and being able to, to feel like there's a little bit of a weight lifted and, and I get to, like, just consciously work on without having to succumb to the pressure of what the result's going to be, you know. Um, so it was really good for me, you know. It was like I, I said it the other day, I think it was more of like a mental type of rehab for me, you know. Physically, I know there was one little piece, but... I think I was so caught up in trying to fix so many things at one time that I wasn't able to identify what the main problem was, and it seemed to come to me pretty quick when I went down there. So, you know, like going forward, that's I know I'm going to run into another rut at some point, and that's just something I'm going to have to stay on top of, and I feel like I have a better approach to it now. There you go. That's Joe Musgrove. Joe, thanks for catching up. Good luck the rest of the way, and uh, keep it going, man. You look great. Thanks, Steve. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.